welcome to Hey Watch This with Paul and David. I'm Paul Goble. I'm David Bax. And this is our first official episode. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, people are so excited, David. You see all the tweets people are sending out? Oh, there's so much buzz. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. Uh, at least two tweets about it. <laughs> at least... At least two. And, and, and at most. That's Yeah, and at most, exactly. <laughs> there's only been two, you're right. Um, but this guy says he's so fucking pumped. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty good. And then this guy says... He can't fucking wait. So not only are people excited, but they're driven to yeah. cursing. Yes. We're driven to vulgarity. Profanity. Which, which I think uh, it bodes well for us. And it's not something you see on Twitter all that often. That's true. The, <laughs> people like to keep it clean on the Twitter. Um, so, uh, as you may have heard, this is a show where we're going to take a more serious look at TV. And we'll, uh, we're going to pick two shows every week to talk about. And whether we watch, well, you know, David will pick one and I will pick one. And uh, we'll make each other watch it, and then we'll discuss it. Um, but before we do that, how how are you doing, David? What's new with you? Oh, what what isn't? Um, <laughs> how was your week? Uh, my my week. Uh, well, we should talk about the fact that this is like the fourth week in a row that we've that's attempted true. To, that's true. We to wanted to start recording because I, I I definitely wanted to start recording before the old show was over. So I could kind of cross-promote yeah, the yeah. two, which I think has been fine. But yeah, we wanted to start recording like three, four weeks ago, and I was out of town last week, and then you were out of town the week before, yeah. and uh, and it's been kind of crazy, but luckily it worked out this week. I think it worked out for the best, actually, because we got uh, all the pieces in place yeah. this week. So I think I think that was fine. But uh, what's uh, for people, you're still doing... Battleship Pretension, yeah. and people, yeah. uh, fans of that show, are excited to hear you on this show. In fact, I was doing another podcast yesterday uh, with this guy, these guys I met in Portland, uh-huh. uh, part of the Fun Employment Radio Network, and uh, and I said I was going to be doing it, and they said, who's the David of Paul and David? I said, oh, David Bax from Battleship Pretension, and they went, oh, yeah, we listen to that show. Oh, cool. So uh, you're uh, you're famous all up and down the coast sure, sure. Of, uh, of America, <laughs> so... People were excited about that. But uh, um, this week, for me, was really boring. I spent the whole <laughs> week recovering from the Bridgetown uh, Comedy Festival. And, uh, you know, we just did my, my the last show of the Paul Goble show up there, and that was yeah. a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to it, please do. Um, and so I've been kind of, you know, I'm an old man, so I'm sore. I'm still sore from just standing around. That was too much. It was too much for me, too much standing. What about did, you? Did you get your uh, your 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 drink on? Uh, I got quite a few things on. Uh-huh. I got quite a few drinks on. I got quite a few uh, smokes on. I got high with Gallagher. That was the high point of the week for me. It was pretty awesome because he was he was very nice to me. Uh, he liked me a lot, and so at one point I said to him, "Hey, let's go outside and see if anybody walking by gives you drugs." Because that's what he had been doing all weekend, standing uh-huh. on, standing on the sidewalk and asking people ask asking for pictures and then giving him drugs. And he went, "I already have some." I said, "Great, <laughs> let's go do them." And so we walked across the street, and he had half a joint in his pocket, and he gave it to me, and I so smoked. You, so it. you did some pot. I did some of the weed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I smoked up the pot. And uh, and it was great because at one point he said, "That's you're not going to get high holding the smoke like that." 
he was like scolding me and lecturing me on how to get high. And I just thought, this is what it would be like if my father was still alive. <laughs> this is exactly what it would be like. My father and I would be getting stoned, and he would be telling me how to do it right. And I thought, it's too bad my dad isn't still alive, because I would call him and go, I just got stoned with Gallagher. And he'd be like, I'm so proud. <laughs> That's such a great thing. He, no one would appreciate that more than my dad. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a pretty great uh, week. Uh, and you know, the great thing, it's... You know, it's great when you're at uh, a, a vacation slash working event because you can do that. You don't have any responsibilities, you know. I had no kids up there. I didn't have to drive. It was fucking awesome. I recommend it for everybody. That's what I'm going to do next time I go to Comic-Con. Yeah. Just be hammered the whole time. That's pretty much what I, what yeah. I do. I, have, I think I, yeah. I took it too seriously last time I went. Um, I have in the past actually even um, brought a flask into the... Mm. Convention center. I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but I, I have done that. No, before. of course you're not supposed to. You know you're not supposed to. I won a flask up there in Portland in the trivia contest. So, ah. what? Two years in a row, my team won the trivia contest at the Bridgetown. So, yeah, that's a good call. Bring a flask in, yeah. and uh, and you can drink whatever you want. Yeah, that's I, a good uh, call. I'm starting. To, I'm going to give people the impression that I'm a total lush, but I'm actually uh, <laughs> I'm actually a bit hungover today. Because my lovely girlfriend Natalie and I had a, a great uh, date night last night. Oh, really? We went to this uh, newish restaurant downtown called Bar Ama, uh, which was really good. Um, what is that? A M A? Yeah, with an accent over the second A. It's sort of an, it's it's <laughs> wow. it's, it's, an, it's like an upscale take on Tex Mex. So it's like going to Chevy's but having fancy version. Yeah, it's like a fancy Chevy's. Okay, mm, um, I like Tex Mex food. And then we, on a whim, drove up to Los Feliz and went to. Uh, the Dresden and saw sure. Marty and Elaine oh, play, of course. Which, which is always a blast. I haven't I'm, done that in a long time. Ah, gosh, I haven't seen them in over ten years. That's awesome. Yeah, you, remember when they, they, they got another guy singing too? Though I can't believe they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's insane. Do you, do you ever used to watch the old Tom Snyder show when he had his talk no. show after Letterman? Uh, he, I, 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 maybe here and there. But he would really. talk about Elaine every once in a while because she, I don't know if she still is, but she was a grocery clerk where he shopped at the little store where he shopped oh. in his neighborhood. And the like one of his last shows, he had Marty and Elaine on doing some uh, doing a Christmas song. It's fucking great. Like He was good friends with them, of course. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know people not in los angeles if you've seen swingers that's where i first saw marty and elaine because they're they are themselves in that movie. Right. so the 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 guy on the drums woman on the keyboard doing staying alive which they they're real night. that's a real thing yeah, yeah those that's not invented for swingers they're a real couple and marty plays drums and and sings while elaine plays keyboards and yeah, sings yeah yeah and then but they have the a bass player and then they, no, had, okay. they had another guy who sang some of the songs. Like, they did Sinatra, and they had a different guy sing. Oh, that's good. That's fun. And I remember they did a commercial for Target, I think, one year. Oh, really? Like a Christmas Target commercial. Um, they're pretty awesome. That's something that you can do when you're, when you're in town. Go see Marty and Elaine. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's talk about television. Uh, so, David decided this week that he wanted to watch the finale of Project Runway. Well, I was going to watch it anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. But should we talk about that first, or you, I, I was thinking we Why? go chronologically? Oh, okay. It, yours premiered. That's true. Yours aired first. Okay, so let's do it chronologically. That'll be good. So, yeah, I wanted to watch Rectify, which is a new show on Sundance, which aired Monday. Yes, Monday. It was on Monday. Two I was hours. still uh, out of town, but, um, yeah, that was on uh, the two-hour premiere, which I guess was just two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Really, so, but they showed it, and uh, it's a new show on Sundance, and it's about uh, this dude who was in, on death row for 19 years, mm-hmm. and he gets out. They don't, he's not found innocent, 
but there was new DNA evidence, and they let him out. And so it was. I thought that was kind of interesting that they didn't say you're innocent, you're a free man. They just said, oh, you, uh, you know, we have to. There might be a retrial, but this trial was no good, so you're out. And they could try him again, which for, they're clearly planning to. Yeah, they seem. Everybody seems to think he's still guilty. Just like I guess the deal was, they didn't. There was other stuff they didn't say. Like they didn't say, they didn't say that he raped her or attacked her. They just said he killed her right. to to save time, I guess. And so then there was there was DNA evidence that said he didn't do it, that, and that he that he there she, might have been, she was raped, but the, the 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 semen DNA was not right. It wasn't his. his, which yeah, which uh, put doubt on the whole thing. And so they said, okay, get him out, and so they can retry him. So it's not just like, hey, I'm free, whatever. He has this shadow of the retrial and doubt living over him, along with all the other, you know, nonsense of being uh, on death row for 19 years and and all that shit. Uh, So he's got that to deal with, plus his new family. And, you know, his mom got remarried, and he has a stepdad and a stepbrother that he's dealing with, and a half-brother, I guess. Did you get the impression that the little kid was... was Yeah, yeah. He was the both parents' son, right? Yeah, the, the yeah. So he's got a, a stepdad, a stepbrother, and a half brother right. that he and never a, that he never met, and a step, I guess, sister in law because his stepbrother, right, is, and a stepsister in law, right, because he's married. But he's got a full sister. Did you say that? Yeah, and he has he has a, yeah a full sister who uh, he's very close with, uh, and she is uh, what, Abigail Spencer. Is that her name? I think so. I recognized her first and foremost as playing from playing young chief on Children's Hospital in like the flashbacks. Oh right, and she's also on Burning Love. Did you watch? I didn't watch that. Yeah, I watched because they showed the first season of Burning Love on E. Yeah, we just finished watching it, and she was she made it to the final two on Burning Love. So she was I, very funny. Um, so she's known, I guess, mostly as a comedic actress, and that's not really her. I guess. Well, she was also on Suits. Okay. Uh, on USA, which is you know a blue sky drama. But uh, but yeah, not something this serious. I was surprised to see her in such a serious. And she was great. I thought incredible. I was surprised by all the acting, quite frankly. Really, yeah. For such a, I mean, it's a deadly serious show. Mm-hmm. Like so much so that I think some people are going to be turned off by it. It's too much for some people. It's pretty heavy. Like especially yeah. when he was talking to his stepbrother about you know the inevitable rape. That happened to him. He basically yeah. said, "This is going to happen to you eventually when you get to prison," and he was and he went into you know all the detail. And I think some people at that point went, "No, enough. I don't want to watch anymore because right. it's only going to get worse." That was a great scene though because I yeah. think uh, he doesn't seem like the type to overshare. I think he was really annoyed by his stepbrother. I don't think he liked him and saw that he he was being He's kind, kind of, of petty. a douche. Yeah, and I, so I think he sort of. Laid that on him as a like as a way of like a sort of throwing the gauntlet down, sort of like. true. And his brother brought it up with the conjugal visits, and I mean it's kind of an asshole thing to ask. But uh, to that point, I thought you know his character is a, be- is a great example of the writing on the series because he could have easily just been the typical a hole of the show. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get it. He he's only cares about the business. He he doesn't care about anyone else he treats his wife poorly but he doesn't he's kind of self-centered sure but he's not a typical a-hole he has some good things about him like when he says you know this business could go under if he comes and works here yeah that's a real concern you know that and somebody has to think about it and where his dad says yeah but if it goes under it goes under that kind of sucks but that's the way it is you feel for him and go man that's not fair 
mm-hmm. that you know he might lose his entire livelihood. So he's not a typical a hole, but I think it uh, that that kind of writing and character development carries through the whole show for every character. Like even the little kid, uh, he's not little. I guess he's a teenager. Yeah. But he, you know, he know he didn't really know these guys. But when he says, "Hey, you can watch movies on this. You want to watch Dazed and Confused? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. That's something a kid his age would do." Yeah. You know, it it all made sense, and with the dad and the mom, and I thought all the characters were very real. And the the cast now I um well okay I want to say real quick uh, I love Directv mostly I'm very mostly very happy with it <laughs> but Sundance Channel is not in HD on Directv and that uh, yeah we don't have it in HD either it drives me nuts it's the, kind of annoying the stuff that I do like I thought for sure when the cooking channel went to HD everything like, would go it, it, like certain but Sundance seems like a no brain <laughs> and I mean. It, exi- it's, it exists in HD. It's available. Other, you know, Dish, yes. Dish Network has it in HD. There's no reason it shouldn't be. Same with, uh, we don't get uh, AMC in HD. Hmm, that's a weird one. And that's ridiculous. Because that's pretty... Because, I mean, I think the reason, uh, you know, these, these providers only have so much bandwidth and HD channels take mm-hmm. up more. So they... Uh, I think maybe some, something like Sundance maybe doesn't have the viewership to them to warrant. Right. But you'd think AMC certainly would. Uh, and when you're watching Mad Men and it's smaller, it's got this black frame around it, it's really annoying. Because uh-huh. part of the part of the magic of Mad Men is that it looks like, uh, you know, an old-timey movie or yeah, something. Yeah, You know, so yeah, it, it's aggravating. It's, sometimes I will come into the office where I just have a regular DTV and watch stuff, so uh-huh. I'm not annoyed by that black bar. But anyway, I, was, I, I got off, off track. Uh, I had seen a lot of ads for Rectify while I was watching Top of the Lake, uh, the mm. Jane Campion mini, miniseries, which was, which right. was wonderful. Um, and so I recognized Abigail Spencer, um, and I saw um, Michael O'Neill, who played, uh, uh, I guess he's the state senator in this, mm-hmm. uh, who was having an affair with the, uh, the waitress. Oh, right. He was in he was Take, the, this, Take This Waltz. No, no, not that guy. That's oh, the, okay. Yes. Uh, I, oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. The, yeah. The older guy. The older guy. And he played um, Secret Service agent Ron Butterfield. It was a recurring role on West Wing, where he was right. the head of the president's Secret Service detail. And he was, plays a lot of hard asses. He was on NCIS. Hmm. He got blown up on an episode of NCIS. And uh, he always plays, like, the uh, on Criminal Minds or CSI or a show like that. When they go into a town, he's the detective in charge mm-hmm. like that. But he's very good. He's he, a really good character actor. Yeah, so I knew he was in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't know the guy from Take This Waltz who uh, I didn't like. Take This Waltz. But, what uh, you didn't yeah. like? Take This Waltz. I, re- I really didn't. Even seeing Sarah Silverman and Michelle <laughs> Williams completely full frontally naked—that uh, didn't do it for you. I, if that were all my only interest, I'm sure I could just. What if look it was just that scene ninety minutes of that? <laughs> Would you be into it if it was just ninety minutes? I, of... I feel like that. Like I no longer have that. Like because there's. If I want to see something, yeah. you know, see some, some something titillating, there's the entire internet. Okay. So I no longer like think like that. Well, I when guess. you get older, it'll come back. Yeah, yeah. When you get in your forties, it'll come back. And is it specific like people you who are famous that you already think are attractive, like Sarah of Silverman? And then, well, yeah. Well, like I, last year, I saw Sarah Silverman completely naked. Uh-huh. I saw Piper Perabo naked in Looper. Oh. And I saw... I don't remember. That's right. Because when she was, you know, she's this prostitute. She's yeah. having sex with Joey Gordon-Levitt. And I saw Nadine Velasquez completely naked in flight. Yeah. Three women who I've seen on TV who I uh-huh. think are crazy hot, and I've never seen them naked before. It's not like 
it's not like Famke Jansen where all you gotta do is Google her and you know there she is. <laughs> She's nude, you know, where they're nude all the time. This was a, a big deal, but it, I don't know. It, it, maybe grow, we grew up in different eras where. You grew up in a time when you thought, oh, that woman's great. I'm going to Google her, see if she was ever naked well, on not, TV. I, mean, I didn't have Google, or I didn't really have the internet until maybe, uh, I mean, the internet existed, but we didn't right. have it in my home until, like, the end of my high school well, years. So, perfect. You, But I bet you had a friend who had a computer, and you went over to his house and went, hey, man, let me Google something on your uh, computer. <laughs> I, I still don't, I, like, I didn't have many friends. Let me AltaVista something Google, on your yeah, computer. Google didn't exist. <laughs> um, well, unlike unlike me, I didn't have, uh, in my day, we had to stay up and watch Cinemax and pause the TV. We didn't uh-huh. have DVRs. You know, and you got to grow up watching uh, Boogie Nights and fucking rewinding that scene with uh, Heather... What's her name? Heather Graham. With Heather Graham over and over again when she right. takes off her clothes. I just had to go, oh, that was great, in the movie theater and pretend like I didn't totally love it. But I think we have different ideas. Because you say I grew up watching Boogie Nights. I mean, that movie, I was already 15 or 16 when that movie came out. Right. Which to Those me, are your formative years. But uh, to me, the years that you're like really interested in seeing, uh, becoming interested in seeing naked women is more like 12 and 13. Really? Maybe that's also a, uh, I think kids you, grow up faster. I think you may have seen a lot more naked women when you were younger than me. Did you lose your virginity when you were ten? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, I was sixteen. How many naked women have you seen? Did you go to like a nude high school or something? <laughs> no, I don't know <laughs> how many naked, naked women I've seen. But I was in the drama club, which is an easy way to see hell uh, yes uh, naked naked girls that's when true. you were in high school. And you don't appreciate it either. I'll say that much. When you see all the naked girls in high school, uh-huh. you don't appreciate it. Yeah, like, maybe like I you do now. When I see naked girls in high school now, I really appreciate it. Okay. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but getting back to, you didn't like Take This Waltz, but what did you think of that guy on this show? Uh, I thought I, I thought he was good. Um, I still think, I mean, uh, he seems, the character seems a little cagey, so I'm not sure that he's, that we really know. I think there's more to him. Maybe right. Uh, he he seemed other than the main character, maybe the most guarded. So I'm not sure that I have a great um, picture yet of who he is. Right. Well, it's, it's the show just started, so who knows what anybody's real. Right. Like, well, like the thing with the mom, you know, when she, she clearly has something wrong with her, like medically, when you know the stepson came in and she had left all the groceries on the counter mm-hmm. and was lying in bed holding her purse. You know, that's not normal. Like, it may be something as easy as she's taking these anti-anxiety drugs and they make her real sleepy mm-hmm. and loopy. And it could be something as easy as that. But there's clearly something going on that we will eventually find out about. Yeah. But that leads me to the, the other thing I really liked about the show is that not everything is laid out for you so simply. Case in point, Abigail, uh, Abigail Spencer and the DA you got the impression they were very close when the show started. Mm -hmm. And then when she goes to see him in the hotel room, they're having this conversation. It's a very serious conversation. But then she goes to the bathroom and pees with the door open. And (laughs) you say to yourself, okay, clearly they've been having sex. Yeah. yeah. Because that's, unless you're related to somebody, that's the only way you pee in front of them is if you've been having sex for a while. Yeah. And then you, and then they, and then they say, "Hey, let's let's go ahead and have sex." She she's very excited, and he's like, "No," and and they lay it out, "No, we can't do yeah. this anymore." And it was, and it seemed very natural. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like the the whole here's the backstory of these guys, 
and they did that a lot with a I felt they did that with a lot of characters just to let you know here's their deal and like uh, uh, like you said the the senator the guy who's now the senator you know when he's banging that uh, that waitress yeah. You got to learn his whole story right then and there. Uh-huh. You knew exactly what was up with him. <clears throat> and, and I liked that. I thought it was really well written. It seemed yeah. to me, honestly, my, after saying, wow, this is good, my, my second thought was, can they continue this throughout the series? Because it seems like something they do in a miniseries, you know, or a movie. And I don't know that, because there's going to be more characters introduced. Yeah. Well, these, uh, speaking of backstory, these, these flashbacks to... Um I'm already forgetting the main character's name, but to his time in prison, right, uh, are really fascinating, and especially. I mean, I know obviously Sundance isn't a broadcast network, but um, and this doesn't even have necessarily to do with uh, that superficial content. But the uh, mm-hmm. the the cell, the guy in the cell next to him, uh, masturbating, and then talking about the fact that he's masturbating to the person he murdered, and right. the reason he's on death row, like. That is that was some heavy shit. Like that's not something you see on TV no. very often. No, it's. Uh, I mean, and that's one of the one of the great things about cable TV and Sundance and mm-hmm. channels like that that they can get away with shit like that, and they give people, you know, they give they give the license to the creators. But yeah, it's. I think you know, it's just the show is brutal. There's a yeah. lot of brutal shit about it. Well, you know, or, or in the, the fact that that kid blew his head off. Yeah. You know that he—we don't know anything about those guys other than they were involved somehow, and he was clearly troubled in the first scene. The very next scene is him shooting himself in the head. Yeah, it's like what the fuck was he doing? Because well, I mean, they very clearly gave us the idea that the, 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 those two people who had the conversation, him yeah. and the other guy, are people who potentially could have been the real murderers. Right, but they were involved somehow. But it seemed like they weren't. But they knew something. They knew right. who was. Because he says, he says to the guy, you know, did you do it or whatever, which yeah. would make you think, well, he clearly didn't. He didn't. Otherwise, but, he wouldn't have asked that. Um, I, I guess when he killed himself, I wondered maybe, maybe he did. Maybe he is the real, the real killer. Maybe. Killer. Yeah, that's possible. But again, we're and, ne- we're never going to know. And it's also possible that the. the Lead character is actually the real absolutely uh, killer. We don't know much about about him, but it's a. Before we get to him, though, I want to talk about one more uh, cast member. Uh, the we called her the step sister in law, um, and her name is Adelaide Clemens. Yes, she plays Tawny. Yeah, and she um, is British, um, and was recently. Um, I, I recently saw her in the HBO miniseries Parades End w- with uh, oh, right. Benedict Cumberbatch. With Cumberbatch, sure, uh, and she was. Really great in that, and and she, I thought she was really great here. She didn't have much to do from I'd say the first episode, but she has a really big scene, probably my favorite scene. Yeah, in the second episode when she talks to 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 him out in the backyard. And from what I've read, she becomes his confidant. Basically, they get really okay. really close. Like she's the one person he can open up to. Yeah, and and and, and again, that made perfect sense to me <clears throat> because they started talking about the weather. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, simple surface conversation. But she was really sharing her true feelings about the weather, saying, I actually like it when it rains on a warm day mm-hmm. because of the smell and because when it thunders, it makes me think of God, but not necessarily in a religious way. And those were her true feelings, but she it wasn't heavy mm-hmm. and she wasn't, and there was no judgments. That's the other thing is everyone who talks to him has some kind of opinion or judgment and she had no judgments. And so he immediately opened up to her and... And it also addressed, like, the fact that he is having so much trouble 
um, uh, you know, acclimating to the real world. I mean, he he's like retarded basically. He has no idea how to act around people yeah. or you know how to how to enjoy his freedom. And and she just said the simple thing she said about the weather. He was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Next time it thunders, I'll listen to it. And, right. and think about that because he hadn't even heard thunder in 19 years. Yeah, I mean that's fucking crazy. Yeah, right. Well, that, yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's put a pin in that because I want to talk um, about. I think Adelaide Clemens is, is great. I also yeah. think the show is doing a good job of something that you don't normally see done well in movies and TV. Uh, a lot of times in movies and, and, and TV, when a character, um, especially an American character, is Christian. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much the beginning and end of their character. Like that's right. sort of what defines them. Right. And I think most people in this country who consider themselves Christians are probably more like this, the the stepbrother and stepsister in law. Who sure uh, it clearly is an undercurrent, a constant in their life, but it's not the only thing about them, and they're not constantly, you know, no. filtering everything through through <laughs> God and prayer. But it's it's right. clearly important to them, and I thought it it captured that. In a very realistic way. Yeah, when she talks about thunder and God, she doesn't talk about God making the thunder and the thunder coming from God. It doesn't all, like you said, it doesn't begin and end with with God. Yeah, it's just. But also later, you know, well earlier than that, you know, um, she asks her husband if he wants to to pray, and I think right. when we understand more about their sexual relationship in their marriage, that there, there's some some sort of uh, religious, um, you know, maybe remnants of pure puritanical upbringing in mm-hmm. in that but it's not the only thing about them and i thought that was really well no well done yeah and well and also i mean you know i like the whole praying thing is a perfect uh is a perfect example because she just says it like the way that modern christians do do you want to just take a minute and pray on it yeah. not let's get on our knees and genuflect but let's we're here in the car yeah it's just us is a perfect time if you feel like praying about it. And he says no, and they don't. Yeah. She doesn't make a big deal out of it. And I think that's, you know, the the like hardcore Christians I know, and by hardcore Christians I just mean people who are devout in their faith who go to church, mm-hmm. not, you know, not, uh, not evangelicals nuts, right. and not nuts, but that's what they do. They take a minute if they're stuck in traffic and they are a little worried, they take a minute to say a prayer and, you know, they don't, you know, they don't lean down on pencils in front of their bed and, uh, you know, and genuflect and whip themselves with a fucking cat of nine tails like Michael Shannon on Boardwalk Empire. They just say the little prayer, hey, and, and it gives them strength. And whether God exists or not, it's the act of prayer that helps you and sometimes mm-hmm. gives you a clear thought. I do that sometimes. I just take a minute and just just gen- uh, reflect on stuff. So, it, yeah, it was all very believable. Um so uh, I guess we should talk about the um, the main character. I, I think. Yeah. But I want to first uh, talk about. Okay, so again, talk about seeing those ads during Top of the Lake. They kept selling it as from the producers of Breaking Bad, and I'm sure there is. Yeah. Something, but what I didn't know is that the show is created by Ray McKinnon, who's a writer and an actor, um, who is uh, probably. Best known to TV fans as the Reverend from season one of Deadwood. Um, oh, okay. Who 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 had the epileptic fits and right? And, and was, his eye. Yeah, it was kind of going nuts, going crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, and he yeah he's a he's a really good actor, but has also written uh, and I think maybe directed some some films and and I think he actually um I want to say he I want to say he actually has an Oscar for best uh, live action short. Oh, um, that's cool. I guess the guy who plays Ted Senior is. A, is 
Bruce McKinnon, oh, who no. was probably related to him. Yeah, they kind of look alike. Um, so uh, I didn't know that. So that that was that was interesting. And uh, I don't know if you watched. I didn't. They kept running ads for you can like go to the website and see mm. an interview with him. Uh huh. And the clip they showed from the interview is him talking about. Uh, I wanted to, you know, he says I wanted to know what it would feel like to be released into the into the world after after that. And I, I think obviously I don't know what that feels like. You can't go to prison for nineteen years. Yeah, but um, I really think the um, the show gave a pretty good impression of what that might might be like. Yeah, because I mean, it is you know it's. We've seen a lot of shows like that where people are like, oh, what's this? What's this new thing? Well, you know, I haven't seen this. For, like the smart water. His first <laughs> thought was, does it make you smarter? Like a child. He's never seen that before. But, uh, you know, smart water is a good product. It's not like it was. <laughs> he was fooled by it. He drank it and went, mm, this is good water. <laughs> and the energy drink, he's like, oh, I want to try this out. But he wasn't like, what is this? This is crazy, you know. <laughs> he noticed things. He saw, he, he'd seen a newspaper before. Yeah. But, but there's also, there's little things that aren't even out loud. Like when his brother gives him the TV, he's clearly not used to a TV being that flat. And it was the way an, he looks at it. And it was an all in one, like you just put the DVD in the side or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was an all in one TV, TV, DVD player. So, yeah, he wasn't used to that. And when he said, oh, but like just giving it to him, he's like, well, you can't give me this. This is a big mm-hmm. deal. And his brother's like, no, nah, it's, I watch everything online. I he says, I have an everything. iPad, so I mostly stream. And he, you think the character probably doesn't fully understand what that means, but he doesn't question it. It doesn't do right. that. He's like, okay, thing. fine. Yeah. yeah. Because if he asked a question about every fucking thing he didn't understand, <laughs> that would be the whole show. What does that mean? I don't understand. What... Then the best, I think the best example of that was the video store. When he, they're driving around in town and he says, oh, right. what's that video store? And she goes, well, it opened in this town time and it closed in this time. <laughs> right, close to which he ago. missed that whole thing. He missed the whole video rental business <laughs> booming and then falling. Uh, which put it totally into perspective, as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Um, and we were watching, and Brooke said, "Why he should be listening to Nirvana and stuff like music that was big when he went into jail." And I said, "Yeah, he should be. Unfortunately, he hasn't listened to music for 19 years, uh-huh. and he doesn't even know how to do that anymore. He doesn't uh-huh. even know what's up with music. Like, where do I find the music I like? Is you know, is it still popular? Is is radio still a thing?" You know, I haven't listened to radio in years. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, would that even still be a thing? Or what stations? Do my stations still exist? So he's yeah. fucking... I mean, obviously it'll get easier and easier, at least hopefully, because I don't want to see that every week. Well, are we assuming that it's 20... If we're assuming it's 2013 on the show, like it is mm-hmm. here, then that means he went to prison in 94? Yeah. Okay. About that, yeah. So, yeah, right? And he's he seems a, l- a little younger than me. So, because they said he... Because obviously he had to be an adult... To be put on death row. Yeah, well, but his sister says he spent more than half his life in prison, so uh, he can't be any older than, uh, I'm trying to do the math here, 37? Yeah, that's about right. Okay. If he's a little younger than me, that's about right. Okay. So he was probably 18, because they yeah. talk about this happened to him in high school or, or around yeah, high yeah. school. So he probably just turned 18, and this happened, and he was an adult, and then he went away. And that's a big deal, too. You spend, you know, once you become, as soon as you become an adult, you go to prison. You know, he never mm-hmm. had his own place. He never had a job. Mm-hmm. He probably worked in the hardware store. The auto parts. Bit, the auto parts store yeah. a little bit, but it wasn't really so much a job as it was working with his dad and his family. So, yeah, all that shit happened, and he, he got shipped away. So he never really had an adult life. And now he he's... 
he has to get used to that. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I'll be, I'll, I'll be curious if I if I keep watching it. Um, I, I haven't decided if I'm going to or not. Um, <laughs> but uh, if I keep watching it, I'll be curious to see if they if the flashbacks go back to um, his earlier days in prison, or if they even show him before. Because I wonder, um, you because know, he seems coming out of prison, he seems very sort of uh, like this mellow person. He seems mm-hmm. he seems very smart. He clearly read a lot. He mm-hmm. talks about how much he read, and they have references to to Somerset Mom and stuff. And it's, right. uh, he's clearly and just the way he describes things, he's got a liter- a very literate mind. Right. Um, I'll be I'll be interested to see if that's something that developed in prison, uh, what he was like. Because what what, uh, what I kept thinking is that like he may or may not have done this thing, right. but he was probably the kind of kid that people thought would have done that thing. Right. He doesn't seem like that kind of person now, so I'll be interested in seeing if the if those was flashbacks he, go. Yeah, was he an a hole? Was he violent? Was yeah. what kind of and and that'll be probably the best testament to his acting ability if they show him in flashbacks right. he's got to be a completely different person than he is now and will that be believable Yeah, Cause, yeah. or will it just be a put on because the way he acts now <laughs> I mean he's right on the line of believability he's just on the precipice of going too far I think you know what yeah. I mean like playing it too straight or too weird and, and and he could do that the other way too. When they show him as a young man, he's drinking beer and cussing and uh-huh. whistling at girls, and it's like <laughs> ah, I don't really buy it. Yeah, I, I don't know. But as you know, I'll, I'll keep watching it as long as okay. the acting stays stays good. And there's a lot of characters coming. Like I was looking at the IMDb, and there's a lot of other characters that they haven't even introduced yet. Oh, that's cool. So you know, hopefully it'll uh, like case in point. Sonny Schroyer will be on the show. Do you know who Sonny Schroyer is? I don't. He played Enos on the Dukes of Hazard. I don't really remember that. You don't remember the Dukes of Hazard? I remember. Oh, or w, w. Earl Brown. You know oh, W. Sure. Earl Brown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who was in the first episode of Bates Motel, and of course he was on Deadwood. He was so yeah. fucking awesome on Deadwood. He was. Did you see The Master? Yeah. Because he's in a scene in that where I didn't even recognize until it came up in the credits. Who uh, was he in The Master? He's early when. Joaquin Phoenix gets the job um, at the department store taking photographs. Oh, right. The big guy that he gets into a fight with. Right, right, right. Who he's trying to take his picture of. Yeah, I didn't even recognize that it was W.O. Brown until it came up in the credits. Yeah, it was a different character of his. But he lives here in Burbank. His his kids go to the same school my kid goes to. I see him at functions. And I have yet to tell him how great he is, but I'm a little scared of him. He's he's a little imposing. Yeah. You know? (laughs) So I'm sure he's a nice guy. But I see him, and and when he's not smiling, I go, that guy looks... Uh, scary. He when I worked at the ArcLight, he came in. I was working at the gift shop, and he was there with his wife. And um, I think he recognized that I recognized him. Sure. And then he like handed the stuff to her, and was like, he walked away. Like, he didn't want to come up and talk to me. No, yeah, you get yeah. <laughs> we all get that. I would probably do the same thing if I were famous. <laughs> so is that it for rectifying? Yeah, I think so. I mean, what's uh, I guess uh, the final word is two thumbs up, as they say. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it a lot, and yeah. I'll keep watching it. You enjoyed it, but you're not sure if you're going to keep watching it. Yeah, I, I, I have to. You know, I'm a I'm a movie guy as well, so I have to be a little bit more uh, right uh, to keep things a little. Well, let's let's look at it this way. Is it? Uh, is this? Uh, if I was listening to this show, I would think. Uh, you know, do I want to start? Is this something I could put start? You know, spend my time watching. 
obviously it's Sundance, so they're not going to cancel it like they, like a network would. So you don't have to worry about that. But it is really heavy and kind of you have to pay attention. It's not mm-hmm. something you can watch while you're you know fucking around on the internet or, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know or playing cards. So I would say if you you know if you like heavy dramas and you you want to devote your time to something, this would be the show to do that. Yeah, it's a really well developed world. Yes. Uh, and I think it's so that makes it um, uh, an intriguing place to spend time. So I could definitely see spending an hour a week watching that. Uh, yeah, but it is a time consuming, it's not an easy watch. It is a time consuming thing. So, oh. so All right. well, let's, uh, that's the final thing. Let's move on then to the other two hours. Well, before we do that, oh, let's, right, right. Let, let's do, uh, as I said, Sonny Schroyer will be on Rectify. He played Enos. And one thing I liked, I, I enjoyed doing on my old show, on the Paul Goble show, was the trivia question, and fans seemed to enjoy it. But I thought, what we do on this show is one week I would come up with a trivia question mm-hmm. to try to stump David, and if he couldn't answer it, the rest of the world could give it a shot, and we still would give away prizes. And then the next week, David would try to stump me, which, uh, you know, will not happen. Right. So, uh, this week, the trivia question is about Sonny Schroyer. Like I mentioned, he played Enos. And the Dukes of Hazard, and uh, this is—I know you're not going to get this—but <laughs> the first episode of Enos, the pilot, was actually an episode of Dukes of Hazard. You know, like they uh, do backdoor pilot. backdoor pilot. So the first actual episode, from what I understand, the first actual episode of Enos, he's already in his new job in his new city, and it's called uh, like a visit from Uncle Jesse or something like that. Uh-huh. Uncle Jesse visits, where Denver Pyle comes to visit him. But there was also a major movie star who visits. She uh, she wasn't a movie star at the time. But she became a major movie star eventually, and she was also in that episode. Who was the actress? So this would have been, what, the 1980? What, what year was uh, it? Yeah, around there. Yeah, because I uh, maybe a little later. I think I was in high school. Uh, maybe 80, 82, around there. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Daryl Hannah. No, but that is an excellent guess. You're very right in the ballpark. Okay. But that is not right. So, uh, uh, folks who want to answer the question and win some swag, write to me, Paul, at thekingoftv.com, and uh, I will send you a prize. Um, All right, so the other show that you wanted to watch was what, Dave? The season 11 finale of Project Runway. Now, did you, uh, I assume, uh, you watched this show already. You're a fan of Project Runway. Yes. So you watched both hours of the finale. Um, wait. I mean, it's two hours long. Right. You mean both episodes? Yes. Yes, I watched all four hours. Holy fuck. I only watched the last hour. You did? There's no way I was going to watch <laughs> two hours, let alone four. I don't watch Project Runway. I did the first season. I think I watched the first season when Austin Scarlett was the guy. Uh, yeah, he was on it, but he didn't, he's not the one who won. Was it Jay, Jay somebody? Jay yeah, won. yeah, I watched Jay the first Carol. first season, and I enjoyed it, but I thought, yeah, I don't enjoy it enough to, to watch it over and, and over And it's again. become a different show in a lot of ways. That's what I understand. Um, and But it was interesting watching it, having not watched it for so long, seeing, like, you know, Tim Gunn has now become a huge celebrity, almost, yeah, yeah. he's not even Tim Gunn anymore, he's quote-unquote Tim Gunn. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he there was one point in the final episode where he said... In all my years of doing Project One Way, I have never seen anything like this. Yeah. And I thought, is that real? Or is that something he's just saying? Like, I think he's a really genuine person. You do? Yeah, I think he's. A, I think he. Because I enjoy does. him. I think he's funny as hell. When I see him on talk shows and stuff, I think he's great. Did you? Do you? Ever, uh, he's not a very good actor. I don't know if you remember when he was on uh, How I Met Your Mother when he played Barney's Taylor. Oh right. And it was a scene. Oh, uh, it was basically. 
the 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 gist of the scene was was it was like a doctor coming out of surgery and saying I was unable to save the patient. Oh, that's his, right. His suit is ruined. And uh, Tim Gunn, I mean, you know, God bless him for trying, but he really <laughs> no, he's bad. Well, even in the when when Jimmy Fallon hosted the Emmys, and uh, he like ripped off his sleeves or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that big musical number, and he goes, make it work, Jimmy. And I was like, yeah. wow, that was bad. One line, he couldn't even really deliver it uh, effectively. Yeah. And that's I'm, his catchphrase, right? Make well, it work? I, I, the, in recent seasons, they have moved away from that, because it clearly became like they were putting it, uh, when it came to, when it moved from Bravo to Lifetime, uh-huh. like they, Lifetime was putting it in all the advertising, and then they even uh-huh. had like one of the, uh, one season of, uh, a few years ago, the during the like, uh, Opening titles where it like has like all the uh, you know contestants have the you know I'm the best I'm gonna win that's right 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 and uh, one of them is like I'm gonna make it work and then Tim, Tim Gunn goes that's my line oh uh, yeah they were they were really running into the ground and they seem to have moved on from make it work which I'm well it wasn't corny I'll say that you know a lot of uh, shows uh, like well like Survivor which I still love and I still watch. It still drives me crazy that Jeff Probst says the same shit every week. <laughs> it's fine that he says the tribe has spoken. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. And uh, but I hate that he says, "Come on in, guys." Every episode, he says, "Want to know what you're playing for?" Every episode, worth playing for. Every fucking episode. <laughs> and the, the thing I hate the most is when someone wins immunity. He goes. He always goes, "Bob, guaranteed a one in six chance of winning." I'm like, who? gives a fuck next week he'll be guaranteed nothing don't say that and it's every fucking week and i i mean maybe because he's a producer now he gets to do whatever he wants but wouldn't someone just say don't say come on in guys don't say that don't say worth playing for everybody knows it's worth playing for and it drives me fucking crazy so that's i mean that's a good thing that the show they were able to recognize that and say let's uh let's let's make it more about the clothes yeah because that's the bottom line you know if you that's probably why I don't watch the show because I don't care. You're a very fashionable guy. You, <clears throat> I know you like to you you like to dress for the occasion, whatever that may be. Yeah, like we've met up after work and you're always dressed very nice and your tie <laughs> and your and jag whatever. And when you go out, you like to dress up and you like to look good. And I know you just you just have an interest in fashion in general, right? I would say more in. Um uh, not to split hairs, but more in style than fashion, because fashion, okay. I think, has a lot to do with, with trends, and I sure. am, you know, not interested in trying to keep up with that. But, but like, a personal style and yes, stuff yes. like that. Yeah, so that makes sense. And so the show is really about that, I think, just like, when they, it's which is what the show, I mean, I guess that's what it started to be. Here's some shit, make some clothes out of it, mm-hmm. see what you can do. Because anybody, I guess, with a knowledge of sewing could make clothes out of what they give them. It's not about that. It's about making it work, as it were. Making it stylish and making it effective as, you know, as fashion. And so that was kind of interesting. That Like, uh, that lady uh, was, the Native American lady, mm-hmm. made the shit and it had holes in it. And they uh-huh. all... They just kept talking about the holes. What are you going to do about the, these the holes? Leather pants, yeah. The holes in the leather pants. Your leather pants have holes in them. Finally, she said, I'm going to put more holes in it. How do you like that? <laughs> right. Stuck on that, Tim Gunn. She's like, I'm going to make it a thing. And that's what the show is about. Not making nice pants that you can wear, but is this, you know, is it effective? Is it a statement? And I thought that was kind of interesting. And I think, I think you're right. Um, I like getting your perspective as someone who hasn't watched in season one because I, uh, I, I often feel that the show has... Because okay, these the last three episodes of this season were all two hours long, which is too Ugh, long. But the standard episode now is ninety minutes. Oh my god! Which is and 
Does that? Do you think that people watch it enough to warrant that? Is it that popular? I think for Lifetime, it is. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think by Lifetime standards, it's, it's probably a very popular show. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the show is too long, and it has focused too much on the sort of personal drama, you know, uh, of, of of the characters for a while. But I think, um, I mean, there was definitely a time. Um, late, late in the Bravo seasons, and er, especially early in the Lifetime seasons, when if it weren't a thing that I did with my girlfriend every week that we had fun like doing and making mm-hmm. fun of, mm-hmm. I would have quit watching the show. Okay, it, it it definitely went. It definitely had a valley where it was really bad. Wow. Um, I think it's. I, I think it's come back. It's t- t- still too long, but I think it has <laughs> come back to. Like I said, them you know them abandoning the make it work thing. They've they've the the past couple of seasons have been very enjoyable. Um, uh, I, I still think it's too long and it's too much about the, um, you know, bitchiness and stuff and not a right. But I think in the finale they focus on the clothes. Well, that's uh, that, uh, that's the other thing is like these last three uh, contestants seem very ni- like very nice people. They were helpful. Well, they are, and at least in the end, and they seemed more focused on themselves. And then, like the chick who won, she was kind of like, "He's never going to get it done." She was a little catty, like talking behind his back. Yeah, she's definitely a gossip. But when it, when but it, it was she was right. She it wasn't and when like it she, came down to it, she clearly cared for these people. Right, uh, and it wasn't like she was talking shit. It was more like she was concerned. He's not going to get his shit done, and she was right. You know, when they he's sewing them when they're in line. You yeah, know, to he, go on the last right. fucking minute. Yeah, and. And then he ended up being the first guy to go. He yeah. came in third place because he just didn't have his shit together. And I thought that was good. It was, you know, unlike the fucking Celebrity Apprentice or some bullshit reality show like that, <laughs> where they're just manipulating everybody. They're keeping Omarosa on forever because everybody loves to watch her. This right. really is a true competition, and it's a test of skill and talent. So <clears throat> I'll say that was fine. I think um, as much as it is a, uh, a, a good competition, I do think maybe subconsciously... Alright, early in this season, maybe the second episode, I sort of decided, well, I'm not going to pay any attention to Patricia, the Native American, because my my knowledge of the series made me think she's not going to last very long. Right, right. Um, she she just reminded me of other, other designers. She's I, older, she's right. a little boring, and she's only there for color or whatever. So yeah, yeah, and, but I think, A, the fact that she, the, 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 the novelty of her being Native American, but I also think, and they even talked about it in the deliberation in the final episode, I don't know if you remember, the idea that, um, I, I can't remember which one of them said, are we maybe too, so impressed with her ability to create uh, fabrics and, and do this stuff that we're overlooking the fact that she doesn't make clothes very well right like her the the the, the sort of silhouettes that she comes up with to use a, a word that gets used in project way a lot are not the most flattering or or appealing and i uh i really did there a number of times because she was in the bottom like came down to the bottom too really? a lot and they kept not eliminating her and it was sort of annoying me because huh. i don't think she uh I, I don't think she deserved to be. Her stuff was not great. I yeah, mean, yeah, not that yeah. I'm an expert, but I wasn't impressed really by her stuff. I was more impressed by the guy who came in third. Really? See, I think they of the three people who made it to the final. I think they picked the right winner. Oh, I, I agree with that. She just in the one episode I watched, it was clear she had her shit together. Just wearing that fascinator in that last episode, <laughs> I was like, "Nice fascinator, lady. Yeah. You got your shit together." 
No, I just see, yeah, it was, I thought it was fine who they picked and everything. But, yeah, just my only problem, honestly, was I fucking four hours? Really? You expect me to watch four hours of this? That's crazy. It is. I I, I can't. I'll watch two hours that. of The Amazing Race. I'll watch two. I'll watch an hour of Survivor and the hour reunion show. I'll do that. Yeah. But I'm not gonna watch anything more than two hours. You better give me something. I for fucking four hours. It's crazy. It's funny. I t- I told you the idea of next week's pick being the Project Runway reunion. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, but um. That would have been sad. I would have been like, this guy's an asshole. What's wrong with this guy? (laughs) That's what, when I told my girlfriend a week ago that I was like, I'm going to make Paul watch Project (laughs) Runway, and and, and she said, so is the point to pick something that the other person will hate? (laughs) Which it's not. Um, But that's a bonus. Every once in a while that will happen, and that will be a bonus where I go, I can't fucking believe you made me watch this. Well, let me, speaking of your girlfriend, I've known you for about as long as this show's been on. So you've had probably three different girlfriends since this show's been on. I've only had two girlfriends. I had the girlfriend I had when I moved to Los Angeles when I started Battleship Retention. Right. Um, And then there was a period where I was single and I dated around a bit. And then there's been Natalie. So two two serious girlfriends. Yeah, and then there was a period in 2008 where I had, you know, was dating. You were dating somebody exclusively, but... You I don't think I ever girlfriend? was. No, I think the only girlfriends I've had were Teresa when it started. The and two girls you lived with. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you say you watched it with your girlfriend and made fun of it, do you mean both of them? You did that with both of them. Um. Yeah, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, how nice! How nice <laughs> it is that you uh, you have two girlfriends who like the same shows you do. Well, that, it was actually my ex girlfriend who got me into the show in the first season. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, I, not me so much. Uh, my the two ladies that I yeah. lived with, uh, very different tastes. Oh well, th- my ex girlfriend, my current girlfriend, in. 98% of ways could not be more oh, okay. dissimilar. Oh, that's funny. But, yeah, they do both. They liked Project Runway. <laughs> well, so that's part of the 2%. Yeah. All right, well, um, now that this is over, what reality show are you looking forward to? The only reality shows I watch are this and Amazing Race. Really? Yeah. Which um, is heating up. They're almost done now. What, they have four or five teams left? Yeah, and... Um, it's been pretty good this season. Yeah, well, I like that... There's a, uh, I like that there are teams that I like uh, in the, uh, on the on the show still, such as um, the hockey players and the roller derby, uh, mm-hmm. and the, the and even the two like who are supposed to be the villains of the show, they're not that bad. They're no. okay. Yeah. He, he's kind of a dick. She's, See, I don't she's even, I think he. I think she's meaner. Really? I think, I think he's a little dim, and I think. Be, I mean, he's sure he's a nice guy, but I don't think he's that bright. Well, he said, he's even said she's the smarter of the well, two of But us. I think maybe she, by being the smarter, has maybe convinced herself that she's smarter than she is. That's possible. And, yeah. I, and I think well, she gets a little snobbish about we've it. We've met couples like that where, like, the two, when you, when you meet a couple, clearly one of them is not very bright. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, the other one goes, well, I'm smarter than him, so I'm fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. And what you want to say is, just because you're smarter than your boyfriend doesn't mean you're smart, sweetheart. He's a fucking idiot. And you, and you look at them and, like, 
like the one guy has to almost be told what to do. Go pick that up. Go yeah. get that thing. <laughs> Come back over here. Just because you're smarter than him doesn't mean you're a genius. But also, she doesn't run her trap constantly like he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's showing how dumb he is because he won't <laughs> shut the fuck up. But they're, as far as villains go, they're not the worst. We've seen well, I think 100 worst villains. I wouldn't call him a villain, but I don't think I've ever disliked a contestant on The Amazing Race as quickly as Joey from the, the YouTube star Oh, team. God. There's the fuck Him and his little friend they're fucking terrible and 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 this and if you like them great but i'll say this there nothing makes me dislike somebody more when they think they're funnier than they are or more importantly when they think they're funny and they're not yeah and that kid thinks he's hilarious but also he's okay so he's 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 a guy who's like he's always on you know but if he were funny and always on, it would be great. Okay. If he was Steve Martin, let's bring it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see Steve Martin hang out with him all day. Uh, this kid is no Steve Martin, but he's always on. But he's also he does think he's funny, but he's um, I think he's really vain, and he's I, I think that's not a good trait in someone who's trying to be funny because I think he's always mm-hmm. I think he's concerned with being funny second and first with being cute. Right. He's ne- he's never self deprecating. Which you have to do yeah. at some point when you're being funny. You have to take a shot at yourself here and there. And even when he was, you know, that scorpion thing, I was like, this is a perfect example to show what an idiot you are. You know, play it up. Everyone hate, Everyone's scared of scorpions. No one's going to blame you for being a, an idiot around a scorpion. But even then, yeah. All he did was just, like, squirm and sort of pose and posture. Yeah, and right? Whereas, and it was the other guy, the other villain guy, who was actually cool about the scorpions. Uh-huh. He was like, I cannot believe... And he, when he, he opened his mouth and then immediately closed it because he didn't want a scorpion <laughs> to get in there. I thought, I thought that's exactly what I would do. I'd be yeah. like, holy shit, ah, a scorpion's going to climb in my mouth. He was very real with that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah but, yeah, getting off on the amazing race it's pretty funny this season but uh is there something that you'll obviously this project runway took a lot of your fucking time up is, <laughs> are you are you glad now that you're freed up or is it like good because i gotta start watching this show now no well because like i have i almost have like two sets of like blocks of time i have the tv i watch alone the tv i watch with my with my girlfriend okay and i watch i'd say i watch this no matter what's on i watch a certain amount of tv with my girlfriend every week mm. so this is now two hours we've been rewatching buffy so sure. this probably means that this will be two more Buffy episodes a week. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I had time to go back and watch old shit. My kids do that constantly. They, like, like, uh, do you watch Raising Hope? Uh, no. Because they did a My Name is Earl reunion. Like, they brought back everybody. Yeah. And uh, she didn't get it. She was like, I don't know who these characters are. And they're making a lot of references to Raising Hope. And I had to explain it all to her. And I explained where what Earl was, and she said, "Oh, that sounds like a good show." And she started watching. My name uh-huh. is Earl on Netflix, and I thought, "Man, that must be nice. Go back and watch a show you've never seen, or a show yeah. you haven't seen in a million years." Because Gracie started watching Buffy, was really into it for a while, and every once in a while I'd sit down and watch with her, but then she stopped. Yeah, oh. and I thought, oh, "It's only going to get better." Bye. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, Cheers was a show that I had seen in in reruns and was familiar with a lot of episodes, but I just made the decision because it's all on Netflix, to mm-hmm. watch every episode in order. Yeah. It took I, me a year. Yeah. I knew a couple <laughs> people who did that. Um, but And that's a good thing. Whereas older shows, like when I was a kid, you can't really do that because they're not as good or there weren't as many episodes or they're just not around. You know, it's like, I don't know, you want to watch every episode of Gunsmoke? <laughs> yeah, good luck. You'll see them every one here and there, yeah. but you're not going to see them in order. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, well, those were the two shows we talked, we wanted to discuss this week. 
Uh, we hope you enjoyed that. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap it up? This is a perfect timed show. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I know lots of podcasts like to ask people to leave them positive reviews on iTunes. Please do. Obviously, yeah. we've just started. So any kind of uh, positive uh, uh, reviews you can leave us on iTunes or anywhere, um, we, uh, we will appreciate that and tell your friends to listen to it. Um, in the meantime, you can always uh, listen to David's other podcasts. Battleship, uh, Battleship Retention. And then occasionally I'll still probably do a Previously On. Previously On. And and uh, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, I am still at Paul Goble Show. I'm at The Pretension. At The Pretension. So we still will be doing that. And you can be our friends on the Facebook. Are you on the Facebook? Not really. But no? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. That's my okay, social Okay, that's network. your thing. And uh, uh, but you can still contact us, and you can still go to the Battleship Potential website, yeah, and see what's going on there. And all kinds of stuff. And yeah. I'll post. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be posting, you know, episodes of this show on my blog, on my website, The King of TV, so you can listen to it there as well as on iTunes and other places. Um, I'm trying to think, there was something else coming up that I want to talk about, but I guess it wasn't important. Who gives a fuck? Right? <laughs> um, Next week uh, we'll be <clears throat> discussing. Uh, Hannibal, which is not because it's a specifically special episode of Hannibal, but just as an excuse to talk about the series so far, I think. And it's, uh, I mean, it's important because uh, it seems to be doing well. It's a good show, and it yeah, seems it to be good. doing well, which is uh, odd in this day and age that a show picks up so much steam in late in the uh, in the season, so mm-hmm. we'll talk about all that. And uh, we'll also be discussing the new sitcom Family Tools, um, which I believe is on ABC. So uh, we'll talk about that, another show that's premiering this week. So um, come back and listen to us next week when we talk about that. Anything else? Uh, That's it. Okay, so until next week, I am Paul Goebel. I'm David Bax. And if there's nothing to watch on TV, watch this. Sure would help a lot.